welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What's up, Mad Mob? Caught snacking. Get it. I stay on my toes ready for somebody to put some food in their mouth when I start this thing. That ain't hard to catch me, buddy. There's always food in my mouth. No, it ain't. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, how you feel about it? I don't. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I feel absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, not a lot of roster changes going around. We gotta, we gotta pick up some info wherever we can get it. Uh, Ramondre banged up. Kenneth Walker banged up. Kyler Murray banged Kyler up. Murray. Just, yeah. just rough times right before the playoffs. Can we talk about why Dallas is in a hunt to to pay a thirty five year old receiver? Between him and Odo Beckham, what are we doing? Why? I don't get it. Because Noah Brown's not that guy. Michael yeah, Gallup's not even that back. guy, for that matter. You don't think so? He hasn't been since his rookie year. I don't mind him, though. I mean, he's a, he, he does what he needs to do. He's a field stretcher. That's what he See, is. man, here's the problem with that, though is if you guys ha- were in danger of not making the playoffs or you were, like, close to 500, you'd be all – he'd be, Michael Gallup sucks. We need anyone. But you guys are winning, so everyone's playing good right now just because even if they don't have to do anything, he's doing his job. Well, that's just not true at all because we're throwing the ball 20 times a game right now. We're running the ball 40 times a game. It, why are we in a rush to go get a third receiver who may or may not play? Well, we could – Take a look at it just to back up what I'm about to say, but I'm pretty sure you've been playing against a bunch of teams that aren't so good against the run. Is yeah, you've gone through a stretch of five, six straight games of terrible teams against the run. Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Giants, Indy, and Houston. You don't need to throw the ball. What a he, brutal he's a cowboy. Game. He's a cowboy fan, man. He doesn't pay attention to those things. What a brutal stretch of games right there. And then we had Philly before that. That's brutal. We were excited about our strength of schedule. That's tough right there. It's not. You had the worst in the league coming into the season. It's. I'd say it's improved. It's. It's not the worst now. I mean, we got. I mean, we got. Piss hot Justin Fields. We got Aaron Rodgers on a revenge game. You got Minnesota. You got Philly. You got New York. Who's the other team you said? Philly Colts. wasn't in there. You got, New, you got New, York, New York hasn't won a game since week 10, though. They're on the coldest of coolers. Indy's terrible. Houston's going to have the number one pick. The Giants yeah. aren't any good. Green Bay's not good. I mean, where where's the tough stretch? Well, the problem is we got Green Bay when everybody was doubting Aaron Rodgers. That was a pissed off Aaron Rodgers game. You throw the record. People have been doubting Aaron Rodgers all year. Yeah, yeah, but but the Heat really got hot right before the Dallas game was prime time. You throw the records off. I gotta I gotta cut this off. This is just this is just cowboy fan delusion here, and it's it's making my skin crawl. Hey, man, uh, I'm sorry that we're better than the Buccaneers. I know it's chapter tail all year. This is, we'll this we'll is see typical, in the playoffs. 
Typical Whedon boys talk at this time of year for a Dallas Cowboys fan. Man, and the cycle goes on. Best team in football. It's not close. We want the Chiefs. We want Buffalo. We want them all. I'll put a doink that you don't win the NFC this year. That's a terrible bad. That's terrible business. Okay, not them boys. Got it. Not them boys. You said you're the best team in the NFL, and it's not close. And I just gave you, I just gave you to win the conference, not not even the Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not. That's bad business. Yeah, there we go. All right, got got him off the pedestal. You're welcome, Mad Bob. Um, quick quick review of the CTFL. Goni with the worst week by far in CTFL history. The worst week we've ever seen. Um, he finished this week with eighteen point three points. Zero out of field, zero out of Hall, 0.6 out of Moore, 6.9 out of Swift, zero out of Galladay, zero out of Komet, zero out of Tony, and 10.8 out of Damian Pierce for a grand total of 18.3, wow. bringing him to 919.44. Three guys played. I'm sitting here going wow. through, and I'm like, well, that guy didn't play. He's on a bye. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's on a bye. Just a bad draft. Anyways, bad, I followed it up with another – Terrible week with a 36.5 showing. Um, and none of my guys are really on buys, so that was just I don't, what's worse. With a yeah. total of 1024.56. Begley, uh, good week, 98.7. His total is 1140.14. It's over. Um, nice lead with uh, four weeks left. It's over. It's done. It's in the How back. about them records, though? How about them records? I am in last. I have Bears Panthers. I'm in last at eight and eighteen. The Bears were on a bye. The Panthers got a dub. Let's see if I can get to double digits this year. Goni getting hot with the Jags and Lions is at eleven fifteen. He's at eleven and fifteen. Beggs, who we've at first thought was uncatchable, is getting caught at fourteen, eleven, and one. Gone. It's close. Three and a half out. Three and a <laughs> half gonna, out. It's going to come down to the Lions and the Jets. It's going to come down to more than that, but hopefully we well, get two more dubs this week. Well, the Giants are dog water; they're fading. It's it's. Can the Jets hang on? They won you like seven games, and they were in that brutal stretch that you were just talking about. And that's all. That's probably all they're going to win me. So, I hope. I'll sit. I'll sit back and and let Begley tell y'all give the DFS recap. Yeah, I'll give the recap. So, first of all, I dominated both of them. I think I won by like what 48 points, something like that. Don't have it in front of me. Wayne, uh, he didn't prepare me for this segment, but I'm, I'll address the elephant in the room here in a minute after I give the uh scores. Please yeah, do, I'm, yes, definitely I mean, address the elephant because it's a big old elephant, and I'm sure I, you've been feeling nothing but guilt about it. And if you haven't, then you're just a bad guy. All right, so I won DFS, I beat Goni by 43 points. I beat Wayne by 71 points. Wayne was an abysmal 80, 85. Going with a respectable 113, I had the 156. So the elephant in the room, if you recall, Mad Mob, we had two doinks. I doubled down on DFS this week. As such, I was, uh, I was on my toes. I had, my lineup had to be perfect. We did a show on Friday. We set our rosters. We, we said on air who our rosters were. On Saturday, I started having doubts because Christian Kirk was in my lineup. 
I had read a few posts on on, on uh, Twitter. I had watched Stefania Bell on ESPN saying that Trevor Lawrence may not be full health. I got cold feet on, on Christian Kirk. So I did a faux pas. I changed my lineup after we talked about him on the show. And in tweaking my lineup, I was able to get Pollard and Swift my running back spot. And really, I only had one dud in my lineup, which was Evan Ingram, who I thought at the time. And I, you know, for fifty-one hundred, you're just taking taking a shot. Turned out to be the play of the week. Um, but I'll say this: Evan Ingram won me this week. Nobody talked about Evan Ingram. There was no information. There's no insider gut feeling there. I just got lucky. So you can put. On the three players I changed, you could give me zeros for all those players, and I still beat Wayne, so I have no shame. With Goni, if you take away Tony Pollard, who I put in my lineup, who he also had in his lineup, I still wax him by 25. Hmm. So it, I, I'll say this. Moving forward, I, I won't do that anymore. There was a couple doinks on it. I'll apologize formally, gentlemen, but I'm still going to absolutely collect my doink wins this week. No bad shame. guy. He bro- he broke an unwritten rule. Unwritten he, rule. He got he got the inside look. And Mad Mob, if you notice something, <laughs> if you really noticed something when you were listening there, the whole thing stemmed because he was sketching Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk. I'm sketching, and then yep. he went and put another offensive player that Trevor Lawrence throws the ball to in his tight end spot. So the, that whole excuse is just is just that. It's an excuse. It's not an accurate one. He got an inside look. Goni brought up Pollard, and he started thinking, oh, I do want Pollard. I wow. do want Pollard in my lineup. That was uh, a good call, Goni. And that's at, that's that's what caused the issues. He's 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 bold faced he's bold faced lying about Trevor Lawrence's injury being the reason he changed it. Because yeah. Trevor Lawrence's injury, that status was the same. It was literally the same and only got better through the weeks. You can check the dates on ESPN Fantasy app. They do updated dates based on his injury. And from the point that we did that episode until the time he played, it only got better per the ESPN Fantasy time-stamped updates. So let's ignore that completely and and just focus Uh, on the fact. uh, You can say no. It's on the ESPN Fantasy app, time-stamped. You know what, man? I'll see. I'll see if I can find the article. The reality is, bro. You, first of all, I didn't need Goni to to tell me that Tony Pollard. First of all, a, a player on my team is a good play against the Houston Texans, right? There's nothing to do with it. You, you. I could replace Tony Pollard with a zero, and I still beat you all, right? I, the reality is, Evan Ingram hit. That's that's what one. Evan me Ingram was not in your lineup, though. The fact that the, the fact that the fact I, that I, your whole change was because Trevor Lawrence made you nervous with Christian Kirk, and then absolutely. you go and you slot in a Jacksonville offensive player just ruins your whole argument. You like the taller so, play. It, so what would have, what would have happened, Begs? What would have happened if you didn't make changes to your lineup at all? Then you just I, played. I honestly with, don't know. I didn't do that. What I. But what would I know I have you to do that. I'm just asking what would have happened. I'm, I'm taking. I, just, I'm I'm taking my doink L. I'm taking all L's because uh, you could you could take zeros there, and I got whooped. I had a terrible week. Absolutely. But, but I, I'm arguing on the point of Goni and the fact that that was shysty. Either way you look at it. Well, you know we, what I, we I would have. A lot of magic players, and that was and that was real sketchy to do when we put doinks on it. I would have felt I would feel a lot worse 
But Goni has shoved down my lost doink to John Mechie's cancer case, start of the year. I feel absolutely no shame when it comes Here's, to Goni. Okay, I'm, I'm proposing something, and, no. and, and my word's going to be law here. I've decided that my word is 100% going to be law here. <laughs> no, it's facts. I'm being serious. Okay, go ahead. We are going to see what your lineup was when Goni made the doink. And if you beat him with that lineup, you win. Otherwise, no, because Goni made the doink based on the lineup that you stated. He didn't make the doink based on your updated lineup. If you do that, just take me on the doink ledger. I'll never do another doink again. I'll listen to you guys do doink. That's fine. That's that's fine. Goni made a doink. Goni made a doink based on the lineup that you discussed. He didn't make the doink based on the lineup that you changed. The doink was made Monday. It was not after we discussed our lineups, so you're wrong. Goni, confirm. I don't remember when the doink was yeah, made. Exactly. It was made. But it was made on the, the episode. The Why would we is, make it though, randomly? The point is, Beggs, exactly. we had the way that it looks is that we had about four or five matching players, and it was going to come down to how the other three did. Now. It leads me to believe that you knew who my guys were, and you didn't think that your three were going to beat my three. That's exactly what it is. That's why he took out a Jags offensive player due to Trevor Lawrence's injury and then slotted in another Jags offensive player, yeah, but it's because I mean, of Trevor Lawrence. You, it was shysty. It paper, was low down. It was on paper, Christian Kirk had an outstanding matchup. Tennessee's 32nd against the pass, right? It's an outstanding matchup. And he was yeah. 7,600. He was good value. He was in my 7600 lineup. really isn't that good. 7600 is pretty expensive. Pretty good value. I watched. But you still needed that juicy matchup. That's why you slotted Evan Ingram in. Fantasy football now on ESPN2. They were talking about Trevor Lawrence possibly being hampered by the injury. I took him out. Evan Ingram was my last slot to fill. He was the cheapest player on my roster. You can look and confirm. Tight ends always are. Tight ends always are. For 5100 he had the best matchup for the price. I rolled with him there, but That's he had, but he, but he had a hampered we didn't quarterback. Discuss Evan Ingram. We didn't discuss any of that. No, the the players, the players that I ended up having different than Goni. I dropped Deonta Foreman. Goni had Deonta Foreman, right? I I dropped him and I picked up DeAndre Swift in his place. I think they were what even six points apiece or so, right? I put Evan Ingram in my flex. Oh, I Goni, I forgot who you had. I don't know. That's the only difference. I, I I beat you with Evan Ingram, and you're all upset about it. And 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 I, look, it's because you like changed out about, three players. I ch- I changed up three players in a nine player. Four players, four really, because it was both running backs, Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. No, you're wrong about that. I had three different players in my lineup than I had before. Three. You had Tony Pollard before. I moved Garrett Wilson up. Garrett Wilson was my third receiver. He was in my flex. I changed three players out of my lineup. Okay. And that was it. So just like we talk about fantasy football, the way I see it, this is the way I see it. Our lineups are their lineups Sunday morning. I didn't gain any advantage from any analysis we talked about putting Evan Ingram in my flex, by the way. The lineups are what they are, Sunday at 1, and we roll with it. Overregulation is a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing in your fantasy league. It's a terrible thing in life. It's a terrible thing with doink bets. We, we bring, we bring an unwritten rule. We're bringing this up, 
and, and we're having this conversation, Mad Mob, to apologize that we won't be doing any DFS episodes anymore. You know, uh, we didn't realize that one of our hosts were untrustworthy. It's it's That's just fine. it's how it is. We'll we'll still do. You know, on Tuesday we'll still give you the DFS results from from the week before. But but we just me and Goni me and Goni opened up the doors to to the practice facility to the enemy gave him the playbook um, and and he ran with it I guess I guess that's a strategy and he used it and won this week. Um, if, if you can show me where you talked about Evan Ingram being a good play, I, I'll agree with you. If you can point, it's to not me, that you played Evan Ingram. There are like you you sneaked him, but um, no, it's that we. You're saying, you know, you change lineups or whatever for regular fantasy football. We don't do a podcast saying this is our lineup for Sunday. We literally did a podcast dedicated to the DFS. And that was the expectation, barring injury, and no one was injured. Nobody was saying. That's right. Yeah. I I made a last-minute change to my lineup. Again, we, we didn't formally declare it was as wayne wrote specifically an unwritten rule i can see why for the integrity of the show and that's why i apologize but 67 percent of my lineup was unchanged 100 percent of my lineup was unchanged how much of yours was unchanged? same 100 percent was unchanged listen if you want to if you want to take your ball and go home no big deal i understand no we're, we're still dfs in it but but we just had to let the mad mob know while, while we will while we'll be doing post-week dfs episodes instead of instead of prequels that's totally fine no no big deal at all no unfor- unfortunately anyways doesn't change doesn't change any results at all and it, and it won't in the future the doink bets doink bets as of right now I lead the way at seven and four. Wayne second at seven and six. Begley third at six and ten. It's our updated uh, standings right now. We'll see how it finishes out for the year. Boys, you want to talk about some uh, players? Some players that'll potentially help out some of our guys here with the playoffs starting this week. Who you got? Pretty exciting stuff. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, I mean, I'll jump, I'll just jump right into it. Honestly, uh, a guy I was going to bring up for waivers. Um, hopefully people got him. I think he can be an RB two for sure for the rest of the way. It, it's JK Dobbins. Um, he was available for 30% of the leagues. He's got Cleveland, Atlanta, and then Pittsburgh again in the Super Bowl. Uh, just got activated off, off IR. Uh, my dude ran for 120 yards and a touchdown on 15 carries. How do you feel about him? I feel good about him. Yeah, he's going to be solid. He's got a pretty good playoff schedule in, a, in an offense that doesn't have a lot of threats through the air. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody that you can rely on. Hopefully people had him just stashed on his IR, just ready to ready to come back and lead him to a Super Bowl. That's the that's the hope. I definitely think that the the Ravens are gonna lean on the run. I think he's a smash play this week against Cleveland. Um, Anthony Brown is gonna be looking to make his first start of the season with Tyler Huntley going out uh, and being in the concussion protocol. Lamar still dealing with the PCL. Uh, I mean, 
they threw him in. They threw him in right away, gave him 15 carries, and he, he ran with it, did very well. So he's a guy I definitely like going forward. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. How do you feel about Jarek McKinnon and the performance he just had this past week? I don't know that I can trust him yet, man. It's still a Kansas City running back with Pacheco there. I don't know. Okay. What if I told you that this week, in the first week of playoffs, he plays the Houston Texans? You know, he's the third down back, right? I mean, Houston gets tore up on the ground. <clears throat> I, I think Pacheco's a better play than McKinnon this week. Absolutely. That, that's not the question, though. What if you're you're in a pinch? You're in a pinch. There's certain guys. Would you play McKinnon yeah. or James Cook this week? McKinnon. Okay. He's got Houston. He's got Seattle in the second week. Then he's got Denver again in the Super Bowl. And Denver's who he just played. Absolutely tore it up. He is the passing, pass catching back. Pacheco has been seen as the goal line back. He doesn't really get any of the passing work. He might get a target or two per game. I mean, I feel like he could do worse. Next one. Begley's going to hate it. Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight's probably still out there. Can't say enough good things about him, honestly. He's got Detroit this week. He's got Jacksonville next week, and he's got Seattle in the Super Bowl. Michael Carter came back, Begs. Would you happen to know what the touches, the touch count was between the two? <laughs> Let me tell you. 19 to 8. Zonovan Knight outtouched him against the Buffalo Bills. He's just a better, more explosive runner. He looked good. Um, I mean, he scored a touchdown, got a couple, you know, receptions out of the backfield. I think he's a solid flex going forward. Jarek McKinnon or Zonovan Knight this week? I mean, you have to go Zonovan Knight just for the touchdown potential. Man. Begley almost burst into flames, having to admit that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I think you're seeing the Jets playbook, man, especially with Mike White banged up. They're going to try to run, run. I mean, I think he's Zonovan's a lock for 15 carries a game. Yeah, you got to respect it. I think so as well. One that's going to sound uh, probably kind of gross. Cam Akers. Cam Akers led the backfield in this this previous game, played against the Raiders. He got 12 carries, 12 carries. He got a reception. He fumbled it. Uh, well, he didn't fumble the reception, but he had a fumble. He scored a touchdown. He's got Green Bay this week. Green Bay, Denver, and Chargers. This is kind of, in my opinion, it would be a one-week play if you're really in a pinch. Um, yeah, how, how do you feel about that offense as a whole and Cam Akers going forward? It's awful. <laughs> Wayne, how do you feel about Cam Akers? He's going to be serviceable. Serviceable? He's uh, any RB1 that's like – because Darrell Henderson has just faded into nothingness. I mean, any anybody that's sharing the bulk, the lion's share, regardless of how crappy the team is, is going to be serviceable. Look at Damian Pierce. He's been serviceable, serviceable most of the year in an awful offense. Jarek McKinnon against Houston this week or Cam Akers against Green Bay? I assume that's for Wayne because I'm never taking Cam Akers in any of these. Cam never Akers? ever? 
Cam Akers. I really don't mind that, honestly. I really don't mind no, that at all. Uh, Jarek Jer- McKinnon got most of his points. He had over 100 yards receiving, two touchdowns in, in a in a team that spreads the ball out through the air. And that's that's uh, he's just not going to do that again. Would you? Would you? Oh, I mean, it's still super far away. Would you play him in the Super Bowl, even since they're playing Denver again? Do you think it was a scheme thing, or do you think it was, you know, Denver's got a good passing defense? Maybe it was something to where it it was part of the game plan to dump it down to him and let him run. He had that one big catch and run. Uh, which made up the bulk of his yardage. But, I mean, the man had, like, seven receptions, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, seven receptions on nine targets. Yeah, I I don't I, – I think that was a flash in the pan. I think he can be, like, a steady double-digit guy, but he's not going to do anything close to that again the rest of the year. Where does, where does Chuba Hubbard rank – in this pantheon of guys. He's another one that I was looking at. Last. Um, last of the bunch. He went 14 for 74 and a touchdown, three receptions, 25 yards. Uh, he was again outcarried by Deonta Foreman. But yep. it's looking like the Panthers, though. They're they're just running and running and running. So they're, they've kind of been able to both be productive. Um, they have the Steelers this week. They've got rough matchups. He he's probably near the bottom for me as well. They play the Steelers this week. I think he is a potential pinch play, and I say that on the basis of that. I think the Steelers are going to struggle to score against them this week. Um, your opponent struggling to score against you doesn't put you in a negative game script where you have to throw and have Sam Darnold chucking it thirty times. So, with that being said, I could see. He and he and Foreman getting both, you know. I can the, see Chuba the, getting twelve. The Panthers 12 dropped thirty this years. week against a terrible Seahawks defense. They their offense is is almost as inept as the Bucks offense right now. Um, the fact that they were able to get uh, multiple touchdowns, uh, Chuba Hubbard got one. They had some no name get one. Blackshear get one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Shy Smith got one. You just the touchdowns aren't going to be going around. He got he had five point three yards per carry, uh, and that's even then he only got seven points on the ground. If if that's how you want to break it up, at five point three yards per carry, and I think he had a couple catches. It's just it's not anything st- sustainable for me in that offense. You'd have to hope for a touchdown. Like that's exactly. that's really what it you is. You have to hope for a touchdown in a terrible offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, wide receivers, a couple wide receivers, Alec Pierce coming off the bye. He's available. He was available everywhere, you know, before the waivers, uh, 87%. We've seen him show flashes, um, a few times throughout the season. Uh, he's going to face Minnesota this week, who is the third worst passing defense in the league. Um, Colts are four point dogs. There's it's going to be a 47 and a half point over under, which, isn't terrible. Isn't terrible. That gives the Colts twenty implied points. Um, and I, they're facing elimination. It's the end of their season. They're most likely not going to make the playoffs. I feel like they're they're going to chuck it, man. I feel like they're going to chuck it. See see what these guys can do. Like I don't know. What do you think? 
I don't know about I don't know about this one going. Uh, I'd rather have somebody like DJ Chark or Donovan Peoples Jones, I think, as a as a prayer here instead of Pierce. I, I think Donovan Peoples Jones is anemic. I'd probably take Peoples Jones against the Ravens this week over Alec Pierce. Um, kind of just looking for a boom game, looking for high scoring. Um, you know that the the Vikings are going to put up points. One of your favorites, Beggs, Elijah Moore. How you feel about Elijah Moore coming around here? Man, the talent's there. If he could just get 10 targets, he'd be dangerous. He's got the Lions this week. Mm. He's got Jacksonville next week. He's got Seattle. He could be a good stretch run guy. The man saw six receptions this week for 60 yards. Over his last two games, 16 targets. So what do you want to see? So what do you want to see? The man's getting targets. Mike White may or may not play, but that's not a bad thing because Zach Wilson is nowhere in sight. Joe Flacco is the backup, and we all know what happened when Joe Flacco played early in the season. The man's going to throw the ball 50 times. Yep. I like it personally. I think I think he's absolutely a guy that if you need a receiver to plug and play, he should be near the top of the list if he's available or if you happen to get him on your team. Big time, big time by low candidate in Dynasty too, man. Twenty-two percent target share and ninety-two percent raw participation. He was involved finally. And I mean, on top of participating in the routes, he he was actually targeted to yeah. to make things the most of it. I mean, we've seen him participate in plenty of routes, and he just didn't get the ball. So, yeah. being targeted, you know, an average of eight times a game over the last two. Hopefully that bodes well. Uh, Lions are hot right now. They're scoring a lot of points. Jets are probably going to have to throw to keep up. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Wayne. Romeo Dobbs. Tell me how you feel about Romeo Dobbs. Sketchy. Sketchy. How sketchy? Very sketchy. Well, he probably won't play this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's probably this is more more of a stash guy than I was looking at. Way more of a stash guy. Um, he is playing the Rams. Well, Green Bay is playing the Rams this week. He probably won't play. They have the Dolphins next week, and then they get the Vikings in the Super Bowl. It's going to take a big old set of stones to play him in the Super Bowl. But we're looking at deep plays here, man. We're looking at deep plays. He averaged six targets a game before his injury. He's been out for many, many games. Um, On on Twitter, he said he expects to play Monday night against the Rams. Oh, all right. All right. I still like him for the stash run. I'd probably not play him this week personally, full disclosure. I I, I just wouldn't. I'd like to see him back. The Dolphins isn't a bad matchup. Hmm? Rodgers found his guy. He found his guy because his other guy, his first guy, got injured. He's got two guys. <laughs> two guys? Yeah, he's got Lazard and Do- and Watson now. Yeah, but Lazard, man. Lazard has been one of those guys that, uh, I don't know, man. I know. Like, he, he's the safe play for sure. I, I just... He he scares me, man. He he seems like a safer floor, 
and not like a boom play. I think Romeo Dobbs, if I'm going to be fully honest with you, it's one of those things where if you're going into your Super Bowl and you're hurting, um, or if you are for some reason like a heavy dog and you need a boom game, Romeo Dobbs is a guy for that could throw out a boom game. Sometimes you got to go for go for the gusto, man, and like throw in guys that are boom or bust and hope for the big game just because you're simply overpowered by another team as far as projections go or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't hate it. We'll see how it goes. Begs, last one. Then we can talk about whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Tell me about Nico Collins. I mean, this is a guy I've been on for a while, man. Um, He's led Houston in targets and yards since week two, I think. Uh, He's the alpha there, man. He's um he's a young he's 23 years old Titans I mean the Texans are gonna play him they want to see what they've got um, I think um I mean, who else on the uh, does Chris Moore scare you I don't think he's gonna vulture any targets plus they get the Titans and Jags week 16 and 17 give me Nico Collins man I he might yeah. be at the top of my list here going honestly he's talented man I honestly yeah he they have Casey this week. Fourth best matchup for wide receivers. You hit it with Tennessee, the best matchup as of right now for wide receivers in your semifinals. And then Jacksonville in the Super Bowl, man. He's seen 36 targets over his last four games. Quick math, Mad Mob, says that's nine a game. Like, and and what Beggs alluded to right there is Brandon Cooks, he's, he's trying to get healthy himself with his injury, but... He's gone through his, you know, personal quarrel with the team, not getting traded. The Texans are well out of, you know, any kind of playoff. They're basically going to be the number one pick in the draft. So, I mean, I could absolutely see them going to Nico as the future number one. Use these last last couple games and, and just absolutely pepper that man with targets. I could see him getting nine or ten targets a game from here on out. Yeah, I think Wayne, so. I mean, I roll. What you got? Trash. Why? Wow. All these targets, and he's he struggles to get double-digit points every game. It's coming off an okay. injury. He they're they're having just serious serious quarterback issues there. They're always playing from behind, which equals they're always needing to pass. They've had to pass every single game to try and catch up. And it's it, his best game this year is what fifteen points. He's gotten double digits what three games this year, maybe four. Now he's got a foot injury, and absolutely, literally nothing has changed except more, more turmoil at the quarterback position. That's a that's a pretty big change, though. Would you not say? It's not like Davis Mills is a world beater either. No, yeah, they no, look, they they suck. That's what I'm saying. Whoever's throwing him the ball sucks. If if I'm under center, if I'm under center and I've got DeAndre Hopkins, I can target him 150 times, but I'm 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 not going to hit him once. So that's that's all I'm looking at. I mean, yeah, his target share is up because they suck. They're always losing. They always have to pass, but his target share has been decent all year, to the tune of what wide receiver 50 something, and he's only missed one game all year. To be healthy all year and still be wide receiver 50-something outside of 
uh, of flex territory, that's not good. I think I think a big big part of his problem is the touchdowns aren't there. But this late in the season, man, to get an alpha receiver to get an R wide receiver one on a team, it's pretty rare. And you only need this. We're talking about a stretch of three games is what we're looking. The the, the regular season's out the window. No one cares about that. The new season is on. You just need to get hot for three games. And he's got th- probably three of the best matchups best you can ups. get. Yeah. That like, might be the case, but the Texans also don't care anymore. They're just they're 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 first pick hunting. Do you think they're going to be trying to like uh, go nuts? Go nuts how? I mean, get I think these get these dubs. To, they tried to against Dallas. I mean, they're come on, dude. Any any team could have stopped a ninety-eight yard drive at the end of the game. Damian Pierce is not going to play this week. They're not going to run. I don't think they're going to run Rex Burke. I think what they're going to do, man, they're going to groom him to be the number one. That might be the case. But if you if you've got if you're if you're in that Texans front office, and you're like, okay, Nico Collins, that's my guy. That's who is going to usher us into the new era. Nico Collins. He just missed last week because of his foot, but yeah, yeah, we we want to see some more of him. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you tone him back? Like, wouldn't you take care of your assets? Your season's done. Why would you? Why would you all of a sudden just throw the guy who, as you say, is going to be their guy of the future back into the fray when he's just missed a week due to a foot injury and this season's absolutely just done for with them? That's what I'm saying. Like these types of teams. I I have no trust in any of their skill positions at this point in the year. I I, I think I, it's more about seeing what you got, man. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Why Why not? I mean, he he's a baby. He was the 89th pick, so he's got decent draft capital. Why not just see what he's got? I mean, they've been terrible for a couple of years. You know, just get some more tape on him. I don't think that's a bad thing from Houston's perspective. If he gets hurt, he misses the rest of the year. So be it. I, mean, I don't think they really care, to be honest. And I think he was he had he got in some limited practices last week. He just wasn't good to go. So I mean, I'm with Beggs in the fact that like generally, man, you look you play your younger players. When you're out of it, you play your younger players in pretty much all of sports. Um, just to yeah, see but what not you got if you not if they're your dudes. And like, how do you, how are you going to see what you got? Like, hey, you should know what you got. It's he's played double digit weeks. And now you're. It would be different if Davis Mills was their was their guy or whoever. And it's like, okay, we got a couple more regular season games. Um, any any time that they have together on the field to build more chemistry for next year is going to be nothing but helpful. But everybody and their brother knows that the Texans are drafting a quarterback. So this chemistry building time between whichever quarterback is under center for the Texans and Nico Collins is. Pointless for next season. Well, let, let me just reps though. Just let me reps. throw this out there. Yeah, do, players get better by playing, right? Like, so why not give him an opportunity to improve himself here? It's what it is, man. I know you he, hate he's, him. He's, you hate he's an NFL player. Reps. He's an NFL player. Like, he's got plenty of reps. He's played in double-digit weeks. He's not a rookie. He's only a second-year player, though. I mean, he's I still a like baby. reps. Reps is like he's he's got reps. He's had two years of NFL experience in him, 
it, it reps reps with his quarterback would have been more important. But he's not he's not playing with his quarterback right now. It's this is a complete difference of opinion. It, I think to it's, me, is it not similar to George Pickens right now? Or you know what I mean? It's a young guy. Let him just play. Steelers aren't winning anything this year. Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson's another one. Heineke's not going to be there. Okay, that but you all are saying Nico Collins is their receiver, their WR one of the future. Is Jahan Dotson? Is George Pickens? Like they paid, they just paid Deontay Johnson. Like they still have their receiver. Like they have Terry McLaurin. They just paid Terry McLaurin. Like Jahan Dotson, George Pickens could very easily slide to the one, but they also just paid another receiver who could very easily be the WR1 as well. And the commanders, Jahan Dotson is definitely not their number one. And in some cases, in most cases, not their number two. So you're comparing apples to oranges here. Nico Collins, you all are saying, is their WR1 of the future. The other two guys you mentioned are not that guys for their team. Not. But I mean, but at the same at the same time, though, man, you can't just. What are they going to play a bunch of scrubs that don't matter? No, 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 no. But I'm also saying they're not going to absolutely just leave the just try and get this man 150, 200 yards because that's just more. Every single time you throw him the ball, he's getting drilled by somebody. You don't want to put the mile like if that's your WR one of the future. If that's what the front office has decided, then they've already seen that. You all are sending that as well. You've already seen that Nico Collins can be their WR one. So if you all can see this, do you think the front office saw it? They've already seen it. They he's already proven that he can be that according to you all. So why not the front office as well? So why just put more mileage and more hits on the guy? If he's not doing, if he's not serving any purpose, like building more chemistry with his quarterback, unless he's going to be putting on a, a Alabama uniform or Ohio State uniform in the in the college football playoff, the chemistry he's building is pointless right now. But you're right; the chemistry with the quarterback's pointless. But he's still getting better at his craft. It's like, are you going to sit Hollywood Brown if you're the Cardinals now? Now that Kyler's out for the year. No, you're still going to play him over the over these last three or four games. Yeah, agreed. Plus, but the, the entire point of this is that the man's going to see like nine or ten targets a game from here on out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he might get eight, maybe nine or ten targets, but they're going to be crappy targets. You all are acting like they're going to be like, let's see what we got and give him fifteen targets a game. He might he might get eight or nine targets. I I don't think they're going to increase his workload to see what they got. They know what they have. They've had Dude, him for two nine, years now. Nine targets from anyone is is excellent. But Any he's gonna get. He's, he's only gonna get four of them. He's only gonna catch four of them because they're gonna be crappy That's targets. I know. It's That's my point. That's why I don't We're trust Nico the barrel Collins. Here. That's why I don't We're trust Nico. The barrel. That's fine. That's why I'm saying I'll take a Donovan Peoples Jones over Nico Collins. Man. Goni, I think we're finding out who really hates volume on this show. I think we are. He just argued for 20 minutes against volume. There it is. This Fair isn't enough. running back volume. Wide receiver volume is not running back volume. Running back volume is you get you should be getting at least point one every time they touch the ball. Again, if I'm under center, I can throw you a ball 150 times. What would you rather have? DeAndre Hopkins, where I'm throwing the ball 150 times, or Jamar Chase, who Joe Burrow was throwing him the ball the ten, ten times. Who would you pick? 
Well, first off, you're 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 selling yourself short here. I have the utmost confidence out of 150 times. Have you seen DeAndre Hopkins play yeah. football ever? You can throw it anywhere in his general direction. He's probably going to catch it. Have you seen We're me? Probably going to catch. I'm not going to be able to get a ball over my lineman. I'm going to hit what? him. I'm going to absolutely concuss them by throwing balls into throw the back of their heads. Straight up. Actually, throw it as hard as you can to the sideline, as high as you can. That's the that's the formula to not got it. Picks. Got it. Shoulder surgery, man. Hopefully, I make it to the sideline. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, wide receiver screens. All right, hey, Wayne. You're you're planting your back foot and you're throwing a screaming Mimi at least twenty of the hundred and fifty times, right? That's what I have to do every time. Do you think I'm going to give? Do you think I'm going to give a defensive lineman any sort of opportunity to get anywhere close to me? I'm calling hike and just turn towards me because I'm not holding the ball any longer than a second. The old ten yard shotgun. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not finding the laces. Nothing. You're getting a duck ball. However, <laughs> it hits my hands. As right the set, it's going into my hands, and I'm transferring it directly to anybody. I don't care who it is. I'll throw an interception. Wobbling ducks. Hey, you know what? I got faith you could throw 150 bubble screens. You, you could do that. Hey, 150 bubble screens. I could throw 150 bubble screens in the NFL. I might complete two of them. Dude, I give you honestly bubble screens. You're completing a hundred of them, right? I think it's I think I can throw, bro. Yeah, but but let's be honest. Will... Let's be honest. This isn't Josh Allen throwing a laser beam. You're still throwing the ball every bit of ten to fifteen yards on a bubble screen, right? On a receiver on the outside. If if you yeah. have if you have a a Jalen Ramsey pressing. He's absolutely going to get there before I can get that ball to him. I'm going to have to rainbow a, a bubble screen 15 yards. Wayne, I'm saying I think that I, with DeAndre Hopkins, can put up more fantasy points than Joe Bur- on 150 throws than Joe Burrow can with Jamar Chase at 10. No, no. If, no, if, no, no. if Jamar Chase is if, – if they're playing the, the 49ers and I get to play against, like, Tennessee. Bro, <laughs> put a doink on it. I don't, I don't. I just don't think so, man. Okay. I, I don't when can we so. make this happen, NFL? I, this is important. It's for science. Because, yeah. I. I just. The, the, you know, the corners are going to be in the bread basket. There's. I'm there's going to be. There's going to be no safety help. Safety help is useless. It's going to be like Calvin Johnson against the Saints when they had two corners pressing Calvin Johnson. That's there. The safeties serve no purpose whatsoever. When when you and I are under center, they serve no purpose. So they're just going to double up. One person's going to stay on. One person's going to go to bat the bat the rainbow. I try and throw on my bubble screen. Think about it, dude. They're game planning for us, bro. But you know what? The one time he beats the press, and you and you throw a twenty yard just piss rod right into his hands. Come on, dude. Tell me that. That's that's what I'm saying, dude. I would just go out there and throw ten screens in a row, and on the eleventh pump fake. The screen, and then boom, it's over. Yeah, bro. And then I over, I overthrow him or I underthrow him, and, and he's mad at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then boom, I had a completely inaccurate throw. <laughs> yep. Do you think, uh, honestly, if you had 10 throws, and I'm talking about actual football, football field, you have a receiver lined up on the outside, you're in the middle of the hashes, middle, and do you think you could hit – Somebody like Jalen Waddle 
in stride 20 yards out. No. Well, all right. No. It would probably no. take no, no, no. Well, I'm saying it would probably take three, three like three routes to see how fast he is. And I'm just going to start cocking it back when he gets about five yards out. Like as soon as you go, I'm I'm winding up and I'm throwing and just hoping that that's enough of a lead. I gotta throw it probably as hard as I can. Um, that's hundred percent. There's no way. I, the I don't think I I I think if I had ten throws, I might hit him once, and it's because he made an incredible one-handed diving grab. <laughs> You're not gonna be out in front of him. None of us are. No, no, absolutely not. No, he's gonna be staring at his watch, waiting for my pass to get to him. Which beats the in stride thing, but I don't know. Football's hard. People that have never played football, it's hard. These NFL Dang. players make it look easy. Thanks. What's the hey, hardest position ever, in your opinion ever, besides quarterback? Corner. By far. Corner. The game the Corner. game is the game stand. is game scripted for you to fail. It's mm. it's the most like it's the most Unless you get a pick, it's like if if you're doing your job very well, then they're just not throwing on your side of the field. What's the glory there? If if you're doing your job, A1, you are covering, you are all over your receiver. Let's say let's say you've played against um who's a who's a I'm trying to think of an example of a male of an okay receiver. Of an okay wide receiver? Alan Lazard. Okay, let's say you play Alan Lazard. You've played against him all game and not a single pass has gone your way because you've been draped all over him. You've been doing your job incredibly. So, in other words, you haven't been seen. So all the fans have no idea that you're even existing. The casual fan has no idea that you've done your job well. But then one play, you get a 12-yard pass interference, and all of a sudden you suck. Everybody looks at obviously or, your t- obviously your coaches and your team know better. But like from or a you fan give up perspective, game-winning touchdown. Yeah, from a fan perspective, you're awful. Even though you've been incredible all game, it's just because you're not seen. Uh, if you're a corner, you're not seen. Unless you're failing, but aside from a pick, which a great season, you get eight or nine of those on a great season. So you're not seen unless you're failing, and that's what sucks about being the corner. I, I think kickers are the same way too, right? Yeah, that's one of those jobs too where all eyes are on you from the start of the play, middle of the play, end of the play. Yeah, dude, and teams will cut you immediately. They don't care. You miss one, you're out of here. Rodrigo. Yeah, Rodrigo Blankenship. Yep. Stressful. What are we at? Fifty minutes. Mm. Oh, we got. What we got coming up this week here, boys? Well, why don't we take a look at the schedule, man, and maybe point out less some uh, big time fantasy games from my perspective. <clears throat> Thursday game: Niners Seahawks. Lines only three and a half. It's kind of kind of low. Maybe because Brock Purdy's Who's hurt. at home? Seattle. Oh, so they're so the Niners are Touchdown. road favorites. Yeah. 
I mean, Colts, Colts, Vikings. I think CMC is going to be phenomenal. Is Justin yeah. Jefferson going to score a million points this week against the Colts? He should. Probably. Yeah, probably. Do you give Peoples Jones uh, the flex start against the Ravens? I do. Yes. Yes. Let's let's talk about Trevor Lawrence, man. He's one of the hottest quarterbacks in fantasy. He's been like QB six, I think, since week six or something. Do you play him against Dallas in the playoffs? No. I'm I'm not. I have uh, the two people in, <laughs> in one of my leagues. I have Dak Prescott and Trevor Lawrence, and I'm going to play Dak Prescott this week. Justin Fields against the Eagles or Lawrence against the Cowboys? Justin Fields. Really? Trevor Lawrence. I don't see how you I don't see how you don't play Justin Fields by taking him out of your lineup. Really? Yeah, but in good conscience, I just don't see how you take him out of your lineup. You rode Justin Fields to get to the playoffs. <laughs> over the back half of the season, he's he's probably the QB1 over the back half of the season. Yeah, but he's been kind of he's been kind of hurt. You know what I mean? Last couple, yeah, but he's he played last game, didn't he? Or he did he play, not? Uh, he yeah, not. before before his bye. Well, he had yeah. a bye, but yeah, he 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 missed their their last game. Um, it, Trevor Simeon played. He's been QB one since week six. Um, so okay, Zonovan Knight or DeAndre Swift? They play each other. Oh. Zonovan Knight, as bad as that set, like as bad as that feels and sounds, I've been looking in Lexus League for anyone to play over DeAndre Swift, who I have, and it's between Swift and Gus Edwards, and I can't bring myself to put Gus Edwards in over DeAndre Swift. But Wayne. Zonovan Knight, I'd give it heavy thought. Wayne, what are you doing? I, I would like Zonovan Knight, I think. Over DeAndre Swift this week. It feels gross, but like DeAndre Swift is like, he only got 6.9 this week, but he got 21 the week before, and then he got 10, then he got 11, then he got 8. It's just, he rides the, the he rides the, am I going to get, am I going to be involved in the passing game this week? He, that's kind of what he revolves around because he's not getting the touchdowns. I mean, I know he got, he got a touchdown week 13, but before that, like Jamal Williams vultures everything. I think he lives or die by if he's game scripted to get a decent amount of passes. It's honestly, it's not even that he's getting vultured that much. It's the fact that that 21 point game that he put up, he got 15 carries. I mean, it's seen 15 carries since week one. It went right back to five last game with him putting up a Dudley six if, or whatever it if was. You're a DeAndre I'm not doing Swift, five carries in a game. Sorry. If you were a DeAndre Swift um, drafter, what 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 a terrible high just to go crashing down for week one to get 26 points week two he gets 16 points week three six hurt so like after week one and two you're like okay i got me a stud like i got me a, a an official rb1 to ride to the super bowl and then he just fades into nothingness it's a bad beat yeah He's not getting opportunities. I don't want to play a guy that's going to get less than 10 opportunities in my fantasy playoffs at the running back position. It's just bad business. That's why I'm looking for anything. So Zonovan Knight feels terrible, but I think he's a better play. 
If I said Jamal Williams, does that change your mind? Zonovan Knight or Jamal Williams? Yes. I'll yeah, I'd probably take Jamal Williams. He he gets the carries. He's he's the lead back of the two. Travis Etienne against Dallas or Najee against Carolina? Najee. Najee. With DJ Moore in a boot, Terrace Marshall against Pittsburgh or, say, Deontay Johnson or George Pickens? George Pickens slash Deontay Johnson. I think... Terrace Marshall, man, he might be all right. I I, I might go Terrace Marshall there. Car- Carolina's got some dudes, man. Yeah, I know, but, but we kind of already Moore, covered man. that they're going to be running. They're going to be rushing more than anything. They got Chuba okay. Hubbard, Dante Foreman. I don't know. Low scoring hey. game. <laughs> Laughably low over under this week. I think it's like 38. Juju Smith-Schuster against Houston. Or Jerry Judy against the Cardinals? Jerry Judy. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Wayne? For the same reason we talked about with Dak and CeeDee Lamb, bro. CeeDee Lamb didn't have a good game, and that's because Houston, Houston just by pure being terrible have some of the least amount of passing yards against them. And that's only because teams score on them fast and then just run all over them. And that's that's the, not the Chiefs' way, though, man. The Chiefs pass it and they don't care if they pass it and they pass it some more. Mm-hmm. You're you're 100 percent right for like typical game script. When you're up, you run the ball, you play the clock. It's just it's it's just not how the Chiefs operate, though. Wayne, who are you taking, Juju or or Judy? Juju. I'm taking Juju as well. Um, Keenan Allen Chris Godwin Keenan Allen gets the Titans Chris Godwin gets the Bengals Keenan Allen 11 All times day. out of 10 Buccaneers offense sucks Tom Brady not good Any world you're sitting Mike Evans against the Bengals After a zero Nah, this is the boom game. Yep. <laughs> no, this is exactly. This is the boom game. Tom Brady apologizes after the game and then absolutely just blisters him next game. Yeah, he probably comes out and scores like three touchdowns this week for real. Darius Slayton or Jahan Dotson? They play each other. Darius. Yeah, Darius Slayton. Do you play Terry McLaurin against the Giants or D-Hop against the Broncos? D-Hop. With Cole D-hop. McCoy playing? I'm D-hop. going McLaurin. I'll put a doink on it. Who was the other one? McLaurin against the Giants or D-Hop against Denver. Who wants the doink? I got D-Hop. <clears throat> I'll take the doink. Mark it. I don't love it. It's not a hot, passionate doink, but... It's not hot and passionate, but it's 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 a doink. It'll get the job done. It's solid. It, it's a blue collar doink, if you will. It's a bricklayer's doink. It's a bricklayer's doink. Is there any world, Wayne? 
Well, no, nah, never mind. <clears throat> Jacoby Myers against the Raiders or Devonta Smith against the Bears? Is Devonte is Devonte Parker out? I don't know the answer to that. Devonte Parker's out, and Ramondre Stevenson is out. Give me Jacoby Myers. Ramondre is on pace to play. What if Ramondre plays and the Parker's out? I think I still want Jacoby. Give me, give me that, give me that thirteen point floor. I agree with you. Going, are you on board with that one? Jacoby over Devonta Smith against the Bears. Is Jacoby on pace to play? Last I read, yes. The 13-point floor, 15-point ceiling. Yeah. That sounds about right. I'm in there. Alvin Kamara against the Falcons or David Montgomery against the Eagles? Kamara. 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 He's been so bad lately. And it's a divisional game, but it's also the worst division in the NFL by far. I think he tore up the uh, Falcons the last time they played earlier in the season. Could be wrong. Is, is Olave against the Falcons a lock in all lineups? Yeah. I think he has to be. Is Jamison Williams in any of your all's lineups? Ooh. See, if he doesn't have no. that one catch, he served no purpose that game. I think I'm I'm gonna probably just let him rest the rest of the year. Also, edit Alvin Kamara did in fact not tear up the Falcons earlier in the season. They played week one, he scored seven point six on a PPR format, nine carries, thirty nine yards, three receptions for seven yards. Um no. I actually uh Spoke with number one fan of the podcast, Charlie Brown, last week. He was asking about Jameson Williams. He's a huge Jameson Williams fan. He was asking if he should play Jameson Williams or Gabe Davis this past week. I told him I'd play Gabe Davis, but it was only on the basis that the week before he had an 11% snap share. Jameson Williams did. He saw one target, no receptions. I like guys that stay on the field. Um, Odds are the guys that are on the field more, especially when you're talking that low of a percentage, guys that are on the field more than that are going to outscore him. But as Wayne said, man catches one ball and it goes for a touchdown. So he outscores Gabe Davis. What luck. Um, Number one yeah. fan of the podcast, if, if you'd have reached out to Wayne or I, I know we both would have told you Jameson Williams this week unequivocally. So Last week, not this week. Last week, just some opportunity lost there, uh, Charlie. So would you play Jamison Williams or Gabe Davis this week? I'm playing Gabe this week. I think Gabe has a big game this week, for the record. I'm calling my shot there. Why? He's due. Variance. He's been so bad. Will it change your mind? Will it change your mind that the game is potentially going to be played in about I don't know, two feet of snow? Yes, that would change my mind. Well, lo and behold, the game is probably going to be played in about two feet of snow. Is it really? Yeah. Sure is. It's in Buffalo. Snow's a lot there. 
So much, in fact, that they had to go to uh, Detroit that one week to play because of the like six foot snowstorm. But yeah, they're supposed to get a, another another dusting of snow to the tune of at least two feet. Hmm. I like it, Sissies. man. We, we, we've seen this player model and Lockett and Mike Williams, man. You know, they just they bounce back with big games. Just what they do. I have to play Gabe Davis. I hope he does. I'm a dog in one of them. I need all the boom players. I'm playing Gabe Davis and Mike Williams in a league. I need all the booms. I'm going for broke. Wangerman. Jonathan Taylor against the Vikings or Nick Chubb against Baltimore? Nick Chubb. Gunny? Um. Uh. Give me Jonathan Taylor. Don't love it, though. Baltimore right. I won't is ask. so good. Yeah, no. What would you say, uh, Biggs? Baltimore has just got such a good run, D. They do. They do. Division game. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Wayne. I try and... I try and let everybody have their opinion for the most part, but whenever we're going with this many opinion pieces, we got to at least get one doink in. We did. I took the No, no yeah, the that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not like that's why I'm not calling for doinks every time we have a difference in opinion. <laughs> pick pick two. Gus Edwards, Jeff Wilson, Kareem Hunt. Is Jeff Wilson going to play? If not, I'll take I'll take Mostert. It's fine. Let's just say Miami's backfield. Miami's backfield: Kareem Hunt or Gus Edwards. Kareem Hunt. Lock that one in. Okay. Miami's back. Gotta like Gus, right? J.K. Dobbins, man, he's back. I know, but they're gonna run the ball eighty times. It's Anthony Brown under center. Man, Kareem Hunt's been awful this year. Awful. Ouch. By the way, did you? I know, I'm sure you all watched it uh, on Red Zone when J.K. Dobbins had his breakaway run and it looked like both hamstrings tore off his off the bone while he was running. Did you all notice that? <laughs> uh, a man was scooting. He wasn't even running. It was a scoot. <laughs> a man hasn't run in a long while, all right? Leave him be. <laughs> He didn't pass the eye test. Back didn't on. pass the eye test. You can't always. No, I, you know I thought about adding him as a as a eleventh hour DFS ad, but decided against it. Man, integrity, honor, got the better of you on that one, huh? Well, as as a. Remember the podcast that has done nothing but have full integrity. I apologized on air for it. It wasn't a written rule. It was a mea culpa moment. I accepted the responsibility. So, Wayne, I have a quick question, then, your opinion about this, because you're the one that brought it up in the first place, and I think it's because you have a slightly worse win-loss record than I do. Would you feel good with the current format that you boys have set in place, because I'm the only one that voted against it, because I'm in first, obviously. Uh, if Begley won the overall doinks, 
but had a losing record. Do you feel good about that? Like, is that does that make Begley the best guy if he's like fifteen and nineteen on the season, but he beats us out because we're fourteen and eleven or something? Yeah, should have made more doinks. Gross. All right. I agree with Wayne, man. That's the part of the doink. Just every the every doink Begley has won, he's also had a chance to lose. Every every doink he's lost, he's had a chance to win. He's just given himself more opportunities. Quit being so scared, man. Make doinks. Look, just look at this episode. Me and you, one of us will get another leg up on Begs. It's facts. He didn't make a doink this episode. We did. Right, but currently two of us have been right more times than we were wrong. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. I, I totally agree with you. Um, okay. And but, the, the, the win percentage mattering. The only reason that I went that way is because I, I wanted to keep, like you have a good win percentage right now. What would be your purpose of making any more doinks? It's facts. Integrity. I'm not going to shy away from doinks. Just well, we've already determined them. that integrity isn't like the merits. foremost thought in this podcast. We've already figured that out. That's facts. The, it well, just it's a it's a way of keeping people not for not for two thirds of the podcast, Wayne. You took Integrity's a doink preserved. on cancer. You took a doink against cancer. What that are you was talking before, about? That was before we knew about it, though. Stop it, Gone. You had a chance to bury the doink. You took it and laughed in my face. Where's the integrity? Bex, if I took that off, both of ours, your record would still be extremely laughable. You wouldn't make the playoffs in the NFL. All right? Like, that's how bad your record is right now. You know what? Gone. I'm gonna, Wayne, I'm going to offer this. And I, I'm going to let Wayne vote on it. I'll take away nope. my DFS doink win against Goni because integrity. He needs to officially rescind his John Mechie doink for integrity, and it's a wash. Deal? That's between you all. I, I'm not in that. Hey, that way, that way, to my knowledge, the integrity of the podcast is intact. I mean, now I just look like a bad guy if I'm saying no to integrity. But the reason why I don't <laughs> well, you want are to a do bad it, guy, so it's okay. <laughs> the reason why I don't want to do it is is because you don't take doinks out. Is because it is because it hurts his percentage. I e. Oh, no, nah, I'm not worried about the percentage. Just, I'm going to have a better percentage regardless. Just it, this is a unique circumstance where. We need to do right. Let's just do make things right, man. But it just sets bad precedent. He doesn't want to. It doesn't set a bad precedence. He doesn't want to make it right because if he does this, I'm in first in the doinks. Wayne, I offered. Wayne, I offered my integrity. I didn't think about it like that, but I guess you're right. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping well tonight. I offered no. Okay. We can leave it as it is. That's fine. But I offered. Wayne, I officially offered. I'd like it timestamped. I don't think Goni officially answered. Are you nah, keeping? Nah, are you keeping Wayne your cancer going? About, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Not canceling. I like it. Let's uh, let's vote against more regulations. Going, I agree with you. So America may the best man win, <laughs> even if he has a losing record. But but Wayne's got a point, right? It takes a little moxie. It takes some stones to make a doink. You need to be rewarded for that. Okay, so I should get like one and a half times doinks on this 
Terry McLaurin versus D Hop because I'm definitely the dog in that one. I'll make you a doink. Okay. Go ahead. Don't give me any bullcrap either. Um, you liked Keenan Allen this week, right? Yeah. I'll take uh, I'll take Justin Jetta. Jefferson. Yeah, I'll take Justin <laughs> Jefferson. I, I no, I've only ever taken Drake London in these things, boys. All Get right, Drake here. London, it is Keenan Stop. Allen versus Drake London. Stop. Okay. If I took Chris Olave this week. I think he's going to have a monster week. Who who would you like to take? I'll take Keenan Allen against Chris Olave. No, that's fair. Book okay. it. I can do that. Wayne, we now have officially the same amount of doinks. Bags, you want to take Jared Cook? I'll take Cam Makers. <laughs> I'll Take Jared Cook. I'll take Cam Makers. Deal. You hate Cam Makers and you love Jared Cook. I don't like Jared Cook very much. No you one likes Jared Cook, bro. Jared Cook's been on the league since. James Cook. God bless America. You know what I mean. No, we didn't. Because we're talking doings here. James Cook. I'll take Cam Makers. Gosh. That's a spicy meatball, actually. It's in the blizzarding snow, Beggs. What are you doing? Is it not going to snow in Green Bay? It's not going to blizzard there. Does it not snow? I feel like, I don't know why, but I just assume. What do you do when it's blizzarding? What do you do when it's blizzarding? Do you pass the piss out of the ball? Dummy? Do you run it efficiently? Is that what you do? You run it with great volume. Okay, cool, man. Hey, mind your business. You're not in this. <laughs> I don't butt into your your doink propositions. Sure you do. Wayne. Wayne, what if I took Jamar Chase and you took two Buccaneers receivers of your choosing? I'm just not official. I'm I'm kind of thinking about that out loud. Who do the, who do the Niners play? Or I'm sorry, who do the Bucks play? They play each other. Play Bengals each other. Bucks. Would you be uh, open to that? Yeah. Why are well, you like using the microphone as an iPad, man? Called it. He would have snap called it. Am I making a bad decision? Yes. Tyler Boyd and Higgins may not play. And Hayden Hurst. They might all be out. He'd be by himself. You're right, dude. You should definitely take the doink. Tag on it. It's a great idea, man. Jamar Chase is going to get all the play, and no one else. He might have 40 targets. Sorry, Joe Mixon might get five. Wayne, what if I gave you a receiver of your choosing plus Rashad White's fantasy points? And I'll take Jamar Chase. Is Lenny? I, I need a deal. Call, Wayne. It's a great dork. deal. It's, <laughs> did you say deal? Yeah. Wait. Is Rashad White not playing? He said deal. He said deal. It's over. It's all over. <laughs> is he not? Is Rashad White? Is Rashad White out? He might as well be, dude. I'm gonna put the doink in now. Put the doink in now. Wayne has to pick his receiver from Tampa. 
Don't put the doink in. It hasn't happened yet. I'm going to check and see if Rashad White's playing. He's playing, man. He's playing. I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that if he wasn't playing. I have integrity. What are we doing here? What is the long pause for? Wayne's Wayne's looking up Rashad White's eligibility. Yeah, I mean the guy sucks. He's playing against the best rushing defense in the league. What more do you want? What do you What do you want, man? Who cares if he's healthy? Bro, calm down, dude. Are you okay? Is your blood sugar low? I, I'm, picking, Madison, I'm picking my receiver. Alexander he gave me Madison Rashad White Rashad and a receiver. White. He gave me He gave me receipt. Can Alexander I pick the other Madison half? Rashad White. Begs. Alexander what? Madison or Rashad White? Vikings got the Colts, right? Yeah. Gosh, going. I don't. I, probably Rashad White just for the passing work. Kareem Hunt or Rashad White? Rashad White. Kareem Hunt's dog water. Gus Edwards or Rashad White? Gus Edwards. Okay. All right. I think with Anthony Brown, they, they're going to run the ball 50 times, right? For easy. Guaranteed. I think, yeah, I think you might be able to play Gus and JK maybe in a pinch. <laughs> Jalen Warren or Rashad White? <laughs> I'm taking Rashad White, man. Dude, you know, I saw a crazy stat about Najee Harris. He caught his 48th, he got his 48th target last week. He reached his 48th target through week six last year. I believe it. He had that uh, 19 target game. It's unbelievable, man. I'll take Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin and Rashad White to Jamar Chase. He's going to get the Murphy bunting treatment. It's my luck. Begley luck will. Well, no, because our whole secondary is injured. That's who I didn't. That's who I wanted to take the time to check up on, but I'm not. He might he might get that weak Jamel Dean treatment. Uh, all that means is he's going to get held and tackled every play, so you'll get the, the the penalty against him, but he won't get the catch. Well, it's going to be frustrating because Chris Godwin and Rashad White are going to get probably I'm going to guess a combined 80 yards and one touchdown called back due to a um, Donovan Smith hold. <laughs> so Donovan Smith holds. Boys, That's well, well, I believe it. Let's wrap. The, you want to wrap this show up with like uh, two questions here? While we got it, and we'll just close her down. Fire away. Wayne, I know they're uh, on the time crunch here. Um. Okay. This is a ten team. Addie Cole. It's a one quarterback PPR league. This guy has been offered CMC and Devonta for Jetta. There is no trade deadline in his league. Is he a contender? It doesn't say. Is it a dynasty? Yes. No trade deadline, dynasty, CMC and Devonta for Jetta. I'd do it. I'd do it too. 
You taking Jetta or you taking CMC Devonta? CMC Devonta. Oh, I'm taking Jetta. I'm taking CMC Devonta. Let me hear, let me hear the whys. I mean, it's a dynasty. You're not going to get almost any better than than Jetta. Jetta's looking like the best receiver in the game right now, as he set out to be at the beginning of the year. He's young. CMC, he had a phenomenal year this year, um, but he's going to be a year older. He's in a phenomenal offense. I, I don't think he really slows down too much next year, but he plays in San Fran, and he's a running back in San Fran. The injuries are coming. Or they aren't. And he's the best running back in football. That's fine. How many years does CMC got left in him? Two more. How many years Jetta got left in him? Eight more. That's why. How many years do you think Devonta Smith is just a throwaway? Devonta Smith is very boom bust. It was Devonta Adams. Oh. That's different. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna CMC and Devonte Adams in Devonte, yeah. not Devonta. <laughs> Where my Ebonics not right there? Yeah, Devonte Adams. Yeah, they're yeah. spelled differently. They're pronounced differently. I'm Devonte Adams. I'm gonna keep CMC and Devonte Adams then for sure. The last one, Brentley. What is Josh Jacobs' value in the off season? It's a great question. It's you're not going to uh, sell high. That's what I say. That's the problem, though. You're not going to get fair value for him. What you think is fair value. You're going to have to sell him. But, I mean, I think if you – whoever you're trying to get for him. Um, is he back in Las Vegas? I think that matters. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think he's a first first round plus. But you're going to have to sell. You're going to have to sh- – because nobody – if Josh Jacobs wasn't on your team, you probably don't really know what he did this year. So you're going to have to – you're probably going to have to screen cap the game logs and send them to whoever you're trying to trade to. He's been unbelievable. See, but that's that's the problem right there, man. If you have to convince a guy in your league why a player is good, you're losing that trade. If – Okay, if you can't get val- first round plus is his value to me. And if you can't get that, write him out. What's the plus? How how big uh, are we talking? A, a mid-tier WR2. IT guy, man. Gone. What if he goes to the Chiefs? I, I don't like that. I know. But his value is high. Wayne, you you froze up, brother. We didn't miss. We heard. We missed everything you said. Uh, I said uh, first round and mid tier WR two. I I asked on what if he goes to Kansas City. Yeah, I heard that. You were good on me on my screen. That's all that matters. I'm recording. <laughs> his, his that'd be terrible. Goes, his that'd be value awful. goes up to most people, right? It should probably. It probably does, though. It, it might, but it doesn't to me. Goes it plummets to me. No, I agree, but we're talking about perception. Uh, no one cares about you know. You want people to perceive players higher than you perceive. That's how you gain the value out of them. 
like to to win trades more or less. Um, but like, I don't think you get a a wide receiver two and a and a one. I don't know if that's that gets his value. That's his value to me, though. He's been a stud, and that's what the question is: What do you value him at? And if you there's you shouldn't just off him just because like he's been playing good ball. I mean, I agree. It's just do you it's just a let him? Do you just let him walk for a first? I don't. He's only going to be like twenty four. He's just super young. He is super young. I don't let him. What walk if he goes first. to Arizona? It's a great landing spot. They're saying Bijan might end up there. James Conner's gone. It's going to depend on on landing spot. This, I mean. I'd consider one, depending on how high it is. No? Not unless you're getting, like, the one to get Bijan Robinson. I'd probably do it for a top five. No. No. Bro, we could be sitting here a year from now, and he's on a different team, and he's nothing. Or we could be sitting here a year from now, and he's on a different team, and he's doing great. I mean, that's semantics. Yeah, but the difference is, is... He's going somewhere else. He's not going to have the continuity of his offense in the same playbook and system where he thr- like thrived. He was thriving. He has had like, what, three different coaches in three years now, though, to be fair. I mean, he's not a quarterback. That's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like the playbook doesn't really matter for him, right? Like the, yeah, the, but the scheme. scheme does. The scheme does. The personnel, like all, all the things, man. Like, I mean, the continuity of like, the same players, the same team, the scheme. He's been, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Wayne could be 100% right. I'm not saying Wayne's wrong by any means. I'm just saying, like, and I understand where he's coming from. He's trying to capitalize on the high. Um, it's just one of those things where it's unfair for you if you're a Josh Jacobs owner because, like I prefaced this entire conversation with, you're probably not going to get the value back that you feel you deserve and that I it's agree. probably worth. I, no, so I agree. Like, I agree with that. You know. That's why I'm probably not, I'm not taking an L on him. Yeah, I I think you're stuck with him, and and Goni might think that you're stuck with who you're stuck with is not good. I think who you're stuck with is going to be fine. But either way, I don't think you're gonna like Goni said. I don't think you're gonna get the value that honestly he deserves at this point. So I think I think our final answer final answer is here. One hundred five or better at a minimum. Nothing less, and be prepared to ride him into until his wheels fall off. You just get stuck yeah, in those positions sometimes. Like we, we got stuck holding the bag on Zeke in our dynasty team, and and that's okay. Like we won a championship last year. We're um, the number two seed going into the playoffs this year, and we could win again. Like we're hold, we got caught holding the bag on Zeke, and that's okay because we're winning championships along the way. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's okay. If Eckler goes down, Zeke's a fine, fine guy to plug in. He'll be all right. Get your ring. Yep. All right, Wayne. That's that, that's it for questions, brother. All right, Mad Mob. DFS integrity for MVP. Mm-hmm.